30 Nerdy's presenting sponsor and the home of all of the official 30 Nerdy swag is Advertising Expressions. Juice, what would Superman be without the big S on his shirt? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about Iron Man? What, what if he couldn't slap that Stark Industries logo on everything? You know, Clark and Tony, they probably go to Advertising Expressions, like us, for all their advertising needs. Oh, yeah. And so should you. And when you need your own symbol, like for work, church, school, a team of super friends maybe, check out Advertising Expressions. They can help you get your name and logo in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. That's right. So whether you're a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, or faster than a speeding bullet, check out Advertising Expressions at advertising-expressions.com. Or give them a call at 423-586-3270. And tell them the nerds at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? Welcome to a special uh, segment, mini-sode of the 30 and Nerdy podcast. Uh, this intro is just me. Uh, it's just a little uh, intro to talk about uh, our new sponsor and a couple of things coming out of Valiant Entertainment. And then we are going to cut to an amazing opportunity um, that we got to do... Um, we got to sit down with a PA from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, it, it was an amazing interview. Um, if you follow us on YouTube, you've already seen the video to it. Um, some things obviously will be cut, uh, as per his request, because due to his NDA, he just wants to be safe. And we are obviously, as a huge just thank you for, for joining us. Uh, going to oblige him because um, anything that he feels could be considered uh, going against his NDA, NDA we, we definitely don't want uh, that to happen. So you'll notice some, some snippets and some cuts in the video that's already on YouTube as well as the audio episode you're going to listen to. Uh, so first off, I need to talk about our newest sponsor, our, our big, big new sponsor that we've got, and that is Manscaped. Um, we want to thank the great people at Manscaped uh, for taking the time to partner up with us and to bring us into the, the umbrella, if you will, um, the canopy of Manscaped. Uh, a few things about Manscaped is uh, they are definitely the best when it comes to men's below-the-waist primping and preening, if you will. They've got the high-tech best tools for your family jewels. Uh, they've, they've just recently released the Performance Package 4.0. And as an awesome opportunity for us, uh, they sent Juice and myself, as well as the Rev of Rants, uh, the Performance Package 4.0. And I can't be happier, to be honest. Um, I remember the days before Manscaped. Everyone has those horror stories. Uh, I remember one instance particularly. Uh, I was in my early 20s, and 
I wanted to do a little grooming and all I had was a uh, a little small cheap little hand razor uh, basically that like girls would shave their legs with uh, <laughs> not the best choice uh, definitely some some battle scars and some mental scars from that particular moment in my life um, but now we have manscaped and thanks to manscaped men like myself like juice like the rev and over four million other men across the globe don't have to worry about that anymore uh, for instance uh, currently I am wearing the boxers that are in the package they are comfortable they are fit perfect to your body they are going to keep you secure yet not too tight um, the 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 nose trimmers let me talk about the nose trimmers I'm 30 I'm almost 33 and honestly I'm at the point where I thought I'd never be at I, uh, I have nose hairs and I did not know I had this many nose hairs this thing is like silent though like so silent um, and there's so many other things in the performance package but please don't take my word for it uh, try it out yourself go to manscape.com and we have a special promo code just for you for our listeners as a thank you for listening they are going to give you 20% off and free shipping that's right free shipping already especially this day and age free shipping is huge but you're going to receive 20% off and free shipping if you use the code 30ANP that's 30ANP don't take our word for it go to manscaped.com place your order try it out with the promo code 30ANP that's 30ANP for 20% off and free shipping my name is Paige and I'm the host of Reverie True Crime Reverie means to daydream but even daydreams can turn into nightmares join me as I tell you haunting and horrific reveries about missing people and senseless murders I also interview survivors and people seeking justice for themselves or a loved one. New episodes come out every Monday morning, and sometimes you'll get bonus episodes on Thursdays. Wherever you're listening to this current podcast right now, you can find Reverie True Crime. Welcome back, guys. I just want to also take the time for this episode to talk a little bit about Valiant Entertainment. Uh, first off, a huge shout-out to Valiant Entertainment for including us in their uh, their pre-viewing uh, emails, giving us an opportunity to preview some things that are coming out so we can talk a little bit about it, we can see it before it hits the shelves. Huge thank you and shout-out to Valiant Entertainment. Uh, one that I wanted to talk about uh, definitely was the newest Shadow Man. Um, it is uh, Shadow Man number seven, part three of the Dead Side War, and uh, this uh, is actually uh, it's it's intense. It really is. Uh, if you've been keeping up with Jack Boniface. Uh, A.K.A. Shadow Man, which uh, I can't wait till we uh, get some form or fashion outside of the comic books 
of Shadow Man. Uh, so, just a little synopsis here. The horrors of the, the dark side have spilled over into the world of the living. Led by the embodiment of terror, le- terror leading the forces of darkness, um, that Shadow Man, Punk Mambo, and the new abattoirs are forced to confront. As the battle rages all over the world, bringing in heroes of the Valiant Universe, hoping to stop the tide, supernatural protectors must prepare to make their stand. Shadow Man number seven is written by Colin Bunn. Illustrated by Pedro Andreo, colored by Jordi Belair, and lettered by Clayton Cowles. uh, Let me tell you, Shadow Man number seven, part three, was pretty amazing. It is currently out now. Uh, You should definitely pick it up if you haven't. uh, To see this massive crossover happening with the Valiant Universe heroes in this very, very um, crisis slash Thanos moment of just, it's it's the world ending. The embodiment of evil from the other side has come over into our world. And it's this battle, and Jack is... At a state where we we haven't seen him before, he is so beaten. He's so distraught. He's so um, I don't know. He's 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 just at a point where we've never really seen Shadow Man uh, before, and I can't speak enough about this one. Um, I do think that you should go pick it up. Uh, it did drop just a few days ago uh, here in the U.S. Uh, it is on the comic book shelves right now, uh, and I think you should definitely check it out. Um, you know, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to your local comic book stores. Um, you should definitely be supporting Valiant as much as you support the other ones like DC and Marvel and stuff and Dark Horse and things like that. Definitely be supporting Valiant. Um, the other one that we I had the opportunity to review, um, now it... Uh, does not come out uh, until the 23rd, so uh, you'll have to wait for it for a little bit. Uh, and this was the Armor Clads number one. Now, this uh, is is a title that I'm not actually particularly used to. Uh, it's uh, Here's a little synopsis for you. Uh, as warring nations in a different solar system are locked in a continuing battle for supremacy wielding advanced exoskeletal known as armorclads. A new rebellion is about to be sparked when one of the genetically engineered workers in construction class mechs called ironclads is killed. Now, by taking the fight to their oppressors, the ironclads, including Peri, Layla, and Jack, will soon discover a destiny Defined by Legacy. Armor Class Number 1 is created by J.J. O'Connor, co-written by J.J. O'Connor and Brian Bucoletto, with art by Manuel Garcia, inks by Raul Fernandez, colors by Rex Locus, and letters by Dave Sharp. So, this one was interesting. Um, it has a very big... Um, Halo slash uh, Metal Gear slash um, 
I don't know how to word it. Uh, it's it's interesting. Um, it's 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 definitely worth checking out. I mean, obviously, I, I uh, am am new to this this story, this title. Uh, I I can't say that I liked it as much, honestly, as I like Shadow Man uh, or Ninjak. Um, but it's definitely worth checking out. I, I as I said previously. You should be supporting Valiant. Valiant has really great titles. I can't wait to see more of what's coming out of Valiant. And uh, speaking of Valiant, they they have recently um, released an announcement uh, about uh, armor clads. So discover the beginning of an inspiring legacy. The dawn of an all-new corner of the Valiant universe, with an epic mechs and sprawling worlds arriving in Armorclad's prologue digital exclusive short comic. Years ago, in a different solar system, peace and prosperity flourished in a golden age of honor. Justice and order at the hands of seven different families and their mythical suits. But the legacy of the past is about to clash with the present where nations wield advanced armor known as armor clads in a continuing battle for supremacy. Now, with the debut of armor clads number one coming in a matter of days, uh, Ar- Valiant has released the digital short, uh, the prequel short to it, with this all-new di- di- digital comics. Now, to check this out, you should go to Valiant dot com valiant entertainment dot com and check these out um it's it's really interesting um i really like the idea of a prologue uh releasing kind of you know literally days before uh but uh you should definitely check it out and you can do that uh by going to nft dot valiant entertainment So, uh, let's uh, step away for a quick little break here, and when we come back, we're going to get to that awesome opportunity, that amazing interview that Juice and myself got to have with Mr. Gary Perot Jr. about being a PA on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Now, again, just a reminder, there are no spoilers in this. We're not going to, he's not spoiled anything, not just because of the NDA. Even if he didn't have the NDA, we would ask him not to spoil things because that's not what we do here. So please sit back, enjoy that interview, and if you haven't already, reach out to him shout out to him say just listen to your interview if you watch it on youtube let him know it's at gary perot on twitter he's also on instagram um just check him out he's really an awesome human being and it was an amazing interview but don't take our word from it uh we'll get back to we'll get to a break and when we come back you'll get that interview cheers to you nerds Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is brought to you by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Established in the summer of 2015, Tennessee Legend Distillery is more than just another moonshine stop in the Smoky Mountains. From our multi-award-winning silky smooth salted caramel whiskey to our King Snake two-year-old bourbon whiskey, our local favorite vodka, and even our legendary line of cream liqueurs, there is something for everyone. 
Focusing on a small town vibe, our family and friend owned and operated business has kept us grounded to the heritage of the volunteer state with our fun, courteous, and smiling staff. Come in for free tastings and leave with your spirit of choice, whether it be Richard's Damn Good Gin or the legendary Hammershine. You can find us on social media by searching Tennessee Legend Distillery, where you can see behind-the-scenes features, new deals, and our always fan-favorite Thirsty Thursday cocktail recipes. Now, we do have two locations here in Sevierville, one on Highway 66, one on Newport Highway. We also have locations in Cookville and Nashville. If you do visit our Sevierville location located at 870 Winfield Dunn Parkway, tell them the guys at 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you. You'll receive a free shot glass and 15% off your purchase. What are you waiting for? Come be a legend at Tennessee Legend Distillery. Cheers to you, nerds. Encore is continuing their exciting 16th season with The Magician's Nephew by Arndt Harris and based on the fantasy classic by C.S. Lewis. This production runs March 18th through the 26th at Encore's new home at Oak Tree Plaza, 1570 Buffalo Trail in Morristown, Tennessee. For tickets to this show or season tickets for the entire year, go to etcplays.org or call 423-813-8331. Encore Theatrical Company believes in the power of the arts, and if you come check out what Encore has to offer, we're certain you will too, because it's not just theater, it's Encore. Welcome, nerds. We are sitting down and speaking with Mr. Gary here, and this was this was just like a freak thing. Uh, you know, uh, I saw your tweet on Twitter about um, you had just finished working on Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever. And all I did was took the step and, and reached out and saw if you wanted to talk about your story. Uh, it was really inspirational to see your tweet, first of all. Um, uh, so why don't you just start us out with introducing yourself and just talking about a little bit about where it all began with you. Yeah. Okay, for sure, for sure. Well, first, I just want to say thank you both for like allowing me to be on this and asking me to be a part of this. It's funny because actually, um, like maybe like a few a few weeks before I tweeted it out, like tweeted that tweet out, I had um I had told my friend, my friend, she was wanting to start like a podcast too, but I was telling her I was like, I really want to be like on a podcast show. Like I really want to do that. <laughs> I really want to do that. And I tweeted that out. And literally, I, literally like a couple of weeks after that, when I tweeted this out, you guys reached out to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm manifesting this. This is crazy. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so yeah, but um, no, but I, so I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. I grew up in Dallas, Texas, but I was born in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, and literally like, I've just like always wanted to be a part of like the film industry and stuff like that. Um, and like I was telling you guys before, like I, I had just, I literally just moved to, um, Atlanta, Georgia 
And I was, you know, I, my thing was like, I really wanted to be a part of, you know, the Marvel, the Marvel universe, which is like everything they do, like being on set, you know, and learning just like how they do everything. Um, and just, especially just with what one with Marvel, but also with DC as well. And before then I was living in California. Um, and a lot of what they were doing in California is a lot of just like, um, a lot of the corporate work work is happening out there. And I wanted to be on set where like everything was happening um and so that's what propelled me you know to move to Atlanta to get into Marvel to get into DC um and it just yeah it worked out which is really good so I'm excited and it just happened it literally just happened just finished so um I'm still kind of like I'm still getting kind of like getting out of like uh what's the word the I'm I'm still on a high from it I'm still yeah. on a high from just being oh, on the sure. set yeah, and then just seeing everything like it, it was it was amazing. It was so was amazing. this your your first time on a set? No, no, no. So like I started, so I started working on sets like maybe like professionally, like I don't know, like a year ago, like like literally like this time this year. Yeah, okay. this like this time last year. I'm sorry, this time last year. Yeah. Wow. So one specific question that I had was like being a, a production assistant on a Marvel film compared or a Marvel set production, whatever the case may be compared to uh -huh. any other thing. Uh -huh. What are, are there any sort of unusual things? It's like, because it's a Marvel production yeah. as a PA, I have to do this or, you know, this type of thing that I wouldn't have to do on another production. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, so the thing about it is just like one, like being really into Marvel and like being really into just like comics and stuff like that. Like I was just like one thing I, you know, immediately noticed is that like when I was on the set, I was one more excited to be there. And I was like, literally like, cause I, and I literally, I consider myself an introvert and I literally, I, I would go up to people just all the time and be like, Hey, what's your name? My name is Gary. Hey, what's your name? My name is Gary. <laughs> because I was so excited to be there. But I mean, another thing with that was just different, you know, obviously it was just like, you know, how, like, how secretive it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. How secretive it is. And then also like, just like you, just me like wanting to like be on my phone. Like I'd be kind of scared <laughs> to be on my phone, like on the set. Cause I'm like, I don't know if like, I just don't want people thinking that like, I'm trying to like take pictures or anything, but no, it's very, but the thing about it though, it's very, like everybody on that set was very chill, you know? Um, and it was, um, but honestly, one thing too, that I learned about it is just like, it's so, it's, it's not as different as, it's not as different as you would think it would be with an indie film or just a smaller film. It's just in that, you know, in that, uh, in that case, I think, uh, um, and it was like, it, it's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of like, it's a lot of scrappy filmmaking, but it's fun, but it's just on a bigger scale though, which is really, really yeah. cool. It's a big collaborative effort all the time. Yeah, most At the end of the day, it's still a set. It's still a movie yeah. set. Yeah. The no. label of it all. Yeah, no, really. And everybody, everybody there, it was just like really, really fun to work with. And it was honestly, it was literally like one of my favorite, it's literally one of my favorite sets that I've been on um, up until this point. Um, yeah. So you were you born and mostly born in Fort Lauderdale, raised mostly in Dallas, like didn't, and I'm a big Cowboys fan uh, in the mm -hmm. football world. So, uh, and I've always wanted to see Dallas, but um, was there a lot of film? happening around Dallas that kind of inspired you when you were growing up to be like you know what I want to do this yeah um and was there a lot of film? it was a lot 
it wasn't a lot of film happening. A lot of the film that happened, like filming that happens in like Texas, a lot of it happens in, uh, in Dallas or in Austin. And I didn't start like getting into like actual filmmaking, like in person with like friends and like getting them together um, until my junior year of high school. And that's when I started to really like, you know, start taking it a little bit more seriously and started asking friends to, you know, making, you know, start making films with me and stuff like that. Um, and then it wasn't until probably until like Austin, you know, um, after high school, um, where I went to Austin for like a year and I lived with my friends um, down there where I started to really start, you know, getting on sets as like a production assistant um, and started to, you know, started to see like, okay, like this is how, this is how film sets are ran. And this is how like people, this is how like, you know, people make films. And I started to realize, started to, like, you know, see like how different, how different people, you know, make their films because you know when I was in high school I was just kind of like asking people here and there to make films and like kind of like getting a few <laughs> getting a few uh getting a few dollars together to kind of get some food to you know order pizza you know with people and stuff like that and like we were like filming for like a day or two but then when I went to like Austin and I was like on like you know universe and you know those uh those UTA sets and stuff I was like you know meeting like people who were like you know uh, grad students who had like big budgets and like, you know, were doing their thesis films and they were doing all these things with all, you know, and they were hiring all these people and like they had all these rigs and dollies and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, geez, this is, this is, <laughs> this is, this is cool. This is crazy. Um, and so just with Texas, like with the whole, like, you know, me getting into just film and stuff like that, like a lot of just like me getting on as a production assistant and seeing, you know, what they did in Austin um, really informed me to kind of like, you know, really start to taking it a little bit more seriously. Um, and then I started to, you know, meet more people who were just, you know, into film, just like me. Um, and it wasn't, and I literally, I wasn't always like into like, you know, directing and filmmaking as well too. Like, I think at the beginning I had told my aunt I wanted to be an actor and that didn't really work out too much either. And um, it just kind of led its way into directing and producing and stuff like that. And uh, just from there, you know, you, when you it just, and it's just like, you know, with comics too, like, you know, with superhero movies and stuff, like it's like when you, when you're into that kind of stuff, you meet people who are, you just somehow end up meeting people who are just as passionate mm -hmm. about that stuff. You know what I mean? Like I, oh, even well, just no. today, even just <laughs> today, like I, I was on Twitter, even today I was on Twitter and I, uh, I uh, I got on it and I saw there was a new still of uh, a new still of Doctor Strange with Elizabeth Olsen and I was like I'm just like scrolling and I'm like I'm like I follow so many Elizabeth Olsen fans and I don't even realize it <laughs> I don't even realize it and it's so great but yeah but yeah I hope that answered the question though <laughs> that's actually how this podcast came about is we met in college almost 15 <laughs> years ago and uh, realized really quick we had the same passions um yeah. film comic books professional wrestling you know the entertainment aspect of it and you know back in 2019 it was this guy who's like you know what we've been talking about this stuff off and on just sitting in a car for years um let's do this podcast and yeah so here we are but so you move from dallas and you come to atlanta and obviously atlanta is where a lot is happening yeah. Um, not just in comic book movies, but it's almost like L.A. has kind of moved out yeah. to Atlanta, a lot of the production aspects. So how did you get the job? It was OK. So it was a long it was a long process. Like so like how I told you guys earlier, like how I was like I was doing like uh, 
I was doing production work out in um, California, like this time last year, I was, you know, doing stuff out in California. Um, I, when I was down there, I was trying to like get into just like different, you know, different production companies. So I was like, you know, sending my application and you know, application is uh, in to like Warner, like Warner Brothers um, and uh, Disney. And I was just like, I would apply to literally every, every single position that I could like, I, that, I, that I thought I could possibly do. I just like, I remember I would like wake up like every morning and it would just be like a rejection letter. It would be like, a, it would be like a, a rejection letter for like every single, every single, uh, every single thing that I applied for. I think I even applied for a janitor position and they, they turned me down for that too. And I was like, dang crap, I, dang, I'm not even good up for a janitor position. Um, but I, and so it was that, like, it was all of those no's, it was all those no's. And I was like, dang, like, like, why is this happening? Like, why am I not getting, like, why am I not, like, you know, getting into these, you know, into these rooms? Why am I not, you know, why am I not being, you know, given the opportunity to be, you know, working at these studios that I know that I could be working at? Um, and I had, at, a, at that time, I had a mentor. Her name is Susan. She was, she's really great. Um, and she was literally, like, she helped me, like, kind of get my resume together um, and just kind of make it, you know, make it really fit and show people, like, kind of, like, you know, who I am and, you know, what I have to offer and stuff like that. And I remember I told her, I was like, hey, I just, I wrote her an email and I was like, hey, I think, uh, I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm, I, I'm going to, I'm going to switch it over. I'm thinking I'm going to just, I'm going to stay on set. I think that's just where I want to be. Like, I feel like I want to kind of just, I want to learn more about filmmaking. I want to learn, you know, I want to be where the, the people are. I want to be where the actors are. I want to be where the directors are, what the producers are, and just kind of like learn in that aspect because that's what I want to do, you know, and I want to start my own production company. I want to do all that stuff. So I feel like that would be really great for me to, you know, learn all that stuff. Um, and so um, I literally like on a whim, I just made the decision to kind of switch over to Atlanta. And I had been living in California for like six months. And um, I was, I was, on the, I was on the phone with my dad and I was just like, hey, I just think that like it would be best for me to move to Atlanta because it's cheaper. Then also I'd be able to, you know, get onto DC sets. I'd be able, be able to get onto Marvel sets and I would be in there, you know? Um, and so then I moved out to Atlanta in, in September. And before then I was like emailing people while I was at, um, while I was um, living with my aunt um, in, what's, what's the month of coming before September? It's October? August. <laughs> it's October. I was before that, before before September. And so I was there. I was I was living with my aunt and um I was living in her one bedroom apartment. So I was like living in her living room on the air mattress. And I was just there for a couple couple weeks before I moved into my apartment in Atlanta. And so I was there and I was just joining different Facebook groups. I was joining different Facebook groups. Um and I was um just messaging people when I found when I saw that they were, you know, they were looking for PAs in Atlanta. And I just jumped at every single opportunity that I could possibly find that helped me get you know some set experience you know set jobs in Atlanta too um and then but I was like I still want to get on DC sets I still want to get on Marvel sets like that was the, you know that's the main reason why I moved out here like that's one of the main reasons I, went, I moved out here one morning I got up and I went on to IMDb I went on to IMDb and I looked up the different I looked up different shows and different movies that um I liked from DC and Marvel and so I looked up like Star Girl I looked up WandaVision I looked up uh, 
uh, Infinity War. I just looked up all these different movies and I went down the credit list and I found the first AD for all of them. And I just, I looked up the first AD and I emailed the first AD of every single show, every single movie. And I just kind of cold emailed them. I said, hey, my name is Gary. I, you know, I would really like to be on set, da, 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 da. And then um, maybe like 10, 20 minutes after that, I got a, I got a call um, from the first AD of Stargirl. And she was like, hey, I really liked your, you know, I really liked your email. I really liked your resume. Even on my, on my resume, I put like, I put like my favorite shows. So I put like WandaVision, I put Wonder Woman, I put all these like comic shows that I really liked, all these comic movies that I really liked. Um, and she was like, I really liked your resume. You know, I would love for you to, you know, day play and just see how you like it. And so that's how I got into Stargirl. And so then from there, after that, I, um, a few weeks later, I saw on the Facebook group, I saw that this guy, his name is Adam, he posted that they were looking for PAs for the next Black Panther movie. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is crazy. Like that's, I want to do that. Um, and so I emailed him and I was like, hey, I would love to do that. Um, he said, perfect, got you, I'll write you down and I'll let you know. Um, maybe a week or two went by, I heard nothing. And I was like, dang, I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? And so I emailed him again. I was like, hey, do you know what's going on? He was like, hey, yeah, I'm so, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like this, there's, there's a whole bunch of different things happening with this film. And, and as you guys know, we're just like with the things that are happening with the film, like it's all out, you know, in the public with like, you know, people getting injured and stuff like that, like, you know, and like things happening. Yeah, there was just a lot of things happening with the film. So like, he was just like, you know, there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the, up in the air. So I'll let you know. And literally there was nothing like I heard nothing from him um after like a month you know a month or two and I was like dang like maybe this isn't you know maybe that's just you know it's not it's not meant to be and so in between that I was just on different sets I got onto like you know Wonder Years I was on the Wonder Years for a while and when I was on the Wonder Years I met somebody who was literally she was like hey I'm about to bounce she was like literally I'm about to bounce because I just got a job on Black Panther and I was like no way she was like yeah I was like I've been trying to get a job on Black Panther for the past like two months like what's going on and so I emailed him again and I was like hey do you know what's going on my friend just got onto the set and then maybe two weeks after that he messaged me back and he was like hey I just got on the project again are you available for these for these dates in this day in this day in this day and I was like I'm available for all those days <laughs> I was like I'm available for all those days and then from there I yeah and from there I got signed on and it was just yeah the rest is history and yeah that was a long that was a long, that was a long explanation but it's it was a lot of stuff that happened yeah into that so yeah. So how long did you work on the set total, would you say? I would say I worked on it for about two weeks. I worked on it for two weeks, the last two weeks of uh, second unit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how did it feel when you walked in on the first day and you just looked around? What was that like? It was, it was insane. Like I was, when I first got there and I saw everything, I was like, we're here. Like in my head, I was like, we're here. Like we're here, like we're doing it. Like this is this is crazy. Like we're we're actually here. We're on a Marvel set. And I remember I went up to somebody. I went up to, I went up to another PA, and I was like, I was like, we're really here. She's like, yeah. I was like, no, you don't get it. Like we're really here. Like we're on a Marvel set. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, uh, I mean, I Gary, I guess it's just I've been on. She's like, yeah. I mean, I've been on, but I've been on so many Marvel sets before, so I'm kind of used to it. And I'm like, oh my god, like. No. <laughs> Like, no, but like, it's, I, but like, it's, it's crazy. Like when I'm there, I'm like, dang, like, damn, like this is, I'm, 
I remember when I was just like dreaming about like yeah. just being able to be on a Marvel set and like be able to be a part of that world. And like, now I'm like, I'm like, I'm really in it. I'm in there, you know? And so it's crazy. That's awesome. That's, that's really like, you know, that's that feeling that everybody strives for, no matter like what occupation you're in, just that moment of, holy crap, I did it. I've made, I've made it. Yeah. 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 And, but the thing about it too is like, and I was, I've been like telling other people about it. It's like, I, when I posted, like, you know, I posted that, uh, that post on Twitter and I also posted on LinkedIn as well too. Um, I was, I, one thing, one, one thing that I tell people, you know, when they ask, you know, like, how, like, how, you know, like, how long did it take? You know, you know, what are some, like, what's some advice that you could give me? I, I tell them like, Hey, like, this is like, this is just the first stepping stone in me, like, you know, in me wanting to get to where I want to go. Like I, I'm still not even like where I want to be as far as like being with Marvel. Like I still want to be, you know, hired at like, you know, the, the studio in Burbank, you know what I mean? Um, and so, but this is just like really great. It, it was just a really great stepping stone in me, you know, in me being involved, you know, and me seeing like how everything is done and being able to say, yes, I've worked on your sets before. And yes, I've worked within, I've worked within your company and I know what this is like. And I know what, you know, I know what you guys are looking for. And I know what these different terms are. And I've, you know, I know how you guys, you know, get VFX together and stuff yeah. like that. It's really cool. So yeah. So we know that um, some actors are wrapping up, you know, their scenes. I mean, just as of yesterday, uh, I was seeing that they're wrapping up with some people. So do you know, or can you say at sort of what point in the process we're at now is the release date of what's it? November. Is that yeah, think, that's going to happen. Yeah. I what think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, well, I think right now what they have is they have November, uh, November 11th. Um, I can't, I mean, I can't really say where, where they are with everything right now. Um, but I know that, uh, I know that filming, I know that the filming is going really well. And I know that they're, uh, that it's, it's some really exciting stuff that they're doing, you know, with, uh, with the film. And uh, I'm just excited for everybody to see, like, you know, what they're doing and how it all, and I'm, I'm also just really excited to see how it's all going to come together because, you know, being on set and just seeing it all, I know, like, even with just like, you know, the videos they released with ILM on YouTube yeah. and stuff like that, and seeing like all the behind the scenes videos, it's like, you see, like, they have like, you know, the blue screens and stuff like yeah. that, and seeing um, everything, uh, how they kind of like digitalize it, and they put it all in. Um, it's interesting just to kind of like, I'm excited to see like how they just like, go in and just add everything and just yeah. make like what it is. Um, but that would yeah. be considered the post-production process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the post-production process. Yeah. Um, but no, I yeah, but right now I think I think they're I think they're still filming, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. We've so, driven by the studios down there before. Um, and there's this big like outdoor sound stage, big, big green screens and stuff. Pretty yeah. sure that was where they did like in Homecoming. Uh, that was where they did the thing with the the barge with Spider Man yeah. and the drones, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know if you can say, but like, did you get to spend any time out there uh, in that little outdoor soundstage? 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Of, yes. Oh, my gosh. There was a lot. There was a lot of like outdoor sound stages that I was able to kind of like look at and see. Um, I think one thing that and just even going back to what you were saying about like the whole Spider-Man thing, I think going back to like just like watching like the behind the scenes videos and stuff and seeing like um, seeing that like, you know, how Spider-Man is, you know, it takes place in New York. But literally on like they put like those green, you know, green back, <laughs> green yeah. uh, backdrops and like inst they insert New York when they go and they put it in the VFX and stuff like that. All that stuff is like filmed in Atlanta. And so like you would never know. You yeah. would never know that stuff is you know filmed in Atlanta, especially with with just with that bridge scene in uh in uh No Way Home. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, no, like all of that stuff, all those blue screens and green green screens, they're so huge. They're yeah. so huge. Yeah. And when you step onto those sets and you look around, you're like, geez, this is this is insane. Yeah, um, I think when uh, we saw them, yeah. when we drove by, they were doing Ant Man stuff. They were mm -hmm. doing stuff for Ant Man three when we. Mm -hmm drove by the stuff we saw was like lined up with the timeline for they were filming ant-man 3 stuff so that yeah. got us extra excited for and i'm obviously we we just saw no way home and you know with dr strange 2 coming out with that you know we're just we're always giddy with marvel and dc content with the batman um yeah. but uh one question that we definitely wanted to ask is what's the vibe been like without Chadwick and is there a sense of keeping his spirit alive on set yeah that's that's a really good question um yeah I so being on the set like I when I first when I first walked in on the set I was like okay you know where I'm here we're doing it and it was cool to see like you know all the characters and it was cool to see you know different cast members and it, and it was cool to see you know the different crew members um and it didn't really hit me it didn't really hit me until probably like until I was on set for one one day of well, one specific day of filming where I was like I was like I was like dang like this is like I I'm on a set I'm on the set of a film uh for for a superhero and the superhero is not here if that makes any sense, yeah. you know what I mean? And I was like, I was like this. And also one thing that somebody also told me as well is like being on the set. Um, it was another, it was actually a safe, a health and safety monitor. She was like, hey, like the thing about, you know, the thing about this film is just like, or just any film is like, she tells herself, she's like, one thing I always remind myself when I'm on a set is like, we're, we're, we're making somebody's favorite movie. Like we're going, like we're going to be making somebody's favorite movie, wow. you know? And it's like, I was just like, you're right. But then one thing about it too, I was just like, this, I'm, when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, we're on a set that's going, we're on a set of a movie that's going to mean a lot to people. And it's going to carry a lot of weight, especially with, you know, Chadwick not being here anymore. Like this film, like, you know, this film is going to, it's going to mean a lot to people, you know, a lot, to, I mean, a lot to people, but it's also going to mean, probably mean a lot to his, you know, to legacy, to his legacy, you know, and his family and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely, you know, it was the, it was definitely there with just, and especially with just, especially when I first saw, when I first saw Ryan, Ryan Coogler, when I first saw Ryan Coogler on the set, I was like, I was like, you know, 
I'm pretty sure, you know, the, he has a, there's a, there's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot of responsibility to go on and, you know, make this film, make this film, especially without the, especially without the lead actor in the film and having to like, you know, create a new, create a new, I don't know, like just. Spirit, environment. Yeah, create a new, a new spirit, normal. a new environment. But then also it's like, now it's about like, how do you continue? How do you continue? And that's the thing. And I feel like that's the question that everybody has been asking. Yeah. It's like, yeah. how do you continue this? How do you, how do you make it? How do you do, how do you continue it? But also you, how do you continue it in a, in a, in a respectful way that, that it respects what Chadwick did, but then also respect the audience and the, and the people who fell in love with it. It's like, because the expectations are so high, but at the same time, yeah. nobody knows what the expectations are. Yeah. Because yeah. of this situation. Yeah. And it's, so, and especially with just like the first Black Panther too, it's like, it was like a, that film meant a lot to the Black community. You know, the, that movie meant a lot to the Black community. And just seeing what that film did is as far as just like numbers, but then also just like the inspiration that it gave to people. It's, I can just, I can only imagine just like what, you know, the second one is going to do, you know, as far as numbers and as far as just like inspiration and just hope that it'll probably give to people as well too. So we'll just have to see. Wow. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine yeah. uh, what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I really do want to ask, actually, I wanted to ask you guys, I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to ask you guys that, um, did you, what is y'all's opinion about, the Batman. Did you guys like it? I know you guys. I know you guys were talking about it. What, what did you guys think? <laughs> I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I am happy as a the one of the running jokes in this show. Not really joke, but one of the running things in the show is is he's the Marvel guy. I'm the DC guy. Mm. Both thoroughly love both companies. Yeah, but just like growing up, each of us leaned towards a different side. Um, and Batman being a big reason that I've always been so loyal to DC is mainly because of Batman. Um, mm -hmm. I grew up loving the gritty aspect. And this honestly was the first time that I left a Batman movie going, that was dark. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was, and that's what we need. I was like, he's yeah. supposed to be scary, gritty, dark. Yeah. Uh, it was like a, watching a dark graphic novel play out mm -hmm. in live action and that's what i wanted and pattinson honestly if you go back like some of our first episodes years ago when we started this podcast i had a prepared statement on why pattinson shouldn't be batman oh really <laughs> and i and i it wasn't a personal thing it was just like because yeah. i'm, I'm oh, kind you of it a, personally let's be real you took it pretty personally you were I real took it personal about it. because you i'm a hot about fanatic <laughs> and yeah, we yeah. just had affleck and and bell and and you yeah. know and there'd been there'd been a couple of misses throughout the history of batman obviously mm -hmm. and i thought this was going to be a miss and i can honestly say i am so happy i was wrong because mm -hmm. he did a phenomenal job yeah. in the world he really yeah. 
Yeah. No, and it's fun though because the thing about it too is that people it's because it's like that a lot of the times when like when we hear that like an, an actor is going to be portraying like one of our favorite like villains or one of our favorite heroes like we all there's always you know skeptic people are always skeptical about it you know I think people were like like that for Heath Ledger as well too for the Joker I was mm. I was yeah 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 a lot of people were like mm, I don't know and then was, to be the like, Joker you said what now. I said he was too pretty to be the Joker. Yeah, see? Yeah. And then he was the best Joker of all time. Not too pretty. Yeah, no, but yeah, people have, yeah, people are very skeptical. But that the, but the thing about it too is that I just, it's not even like personal though. You know, it's not personal. It's just because it's just like, we, 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 we people have such, 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 such love for those characters and they just want to see them done right, you know? And so I get it 100% when there's like skepticism about it. It's just like, you know, they just want it done right. Everybody, and honestly, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. We just want, we want it to be good. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it definitely was really good. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was fantastic. Did, did y'all like, did y'all like, uh, uh, do you like uh, Zoe Kravitz as a Catwoman? Yes. Yeah. She, I said in our last episode that she's now my favorite yeah now really favorite rendition of the Catwoman, what she brought to yeah. the role the power the soul the somewhat haunting loneliness yeah that that was a, yeah oh, the look for sure was perfect yeah no yeah she brought and that was one thing too also that i had like said as well too when i was like talking to my friends about like the differences in the cat and the differences in the way that cat women have been portrayed um mm -hmm. in the past like i was telling them like uh i was telling them like um michelle pfeiffer's or just like um eartha kitt's cat women mm -hmm. they're just very they're very playful you know like they're very very playful like you know they're like let's have some fun as you know as in Hathaway is it's very like you know like I'm I'm very like I'm tough like I need to we need to like I we this is this is what we're doing like I have to do this you know versus Chloe you know Chloe I'm sorry Zoe Kravitz where it's just like hers is like hers is like coming at it from a like place of pain mm. you know pain and just like I, I, I don't, I, I want to get the hell out of here. Like, I don't even want to be here. Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm hurting on the inside. You know what I mean? We, we, uh, like, we, we yeah. talked about how a lot of the reviews came out. It was like, oh, this is such a dark Batman, you know? And we're like, well, yeah, it's Batman. <laughs> like, nobody's <laughs> going expecting to, you know, have a party or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, it's definitely not a feel good movie, but <laughs> um and I, and I think great. a lot of uh, Mar a lot of like people who lean towards the Marvel, and I'm not again, I'm not trying to turn this into a nerd court, um, mm -hmm. but I think they're also going to be shocked with Moon Knight because mm. it's going to take go into a dark direction mm -hmm. that I don't think a lot of MCU fans are prepared for, mm -hmm. uh, and I think they'll probably say the same thing about it that they did about that they do about Batman normally is it's just, if you're looking for a family friendly Marvel movie yeah. for a show, this isn't it. Yeah. Um, and to which I would say it's Moon Knight. Yeah. What did you expect? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Marvel's Batman. It's dark. It's, it's gritty. It's, it's scary. And uh, that's probably my biggest thing about it is some of the reviews that came out is people saying, if you're looking for a, 
uh, uh, upbeat, bright family movie, the Batman is not it. And I'm like, well, it never should be. In my yeah. opinion, it never should be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it's interesting too, like like that, that you say that too about just like Moon Knight too, because like yeah, it, what the, the MCU right now, like they're they're slowly getting into that direction, which is like making their films just a little more like well, not even making their films a little bit more darker, but just the 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 characters that they're bringing and the worlds that they're creating now are becoming a little bit more darker, especially with just you know the intro the intro the introduction of a. Uh, blade coming in and then yeah and then with moon knight coming in and then possibly hopefully one day ghost rider popping up one day you know and so it's just like you know we're getting into that we're getting into that and especially with dr strange i think dr strange is supposed to be a little bit much darker yeah it's supposed to be a darker. darker tone yeah, and I think especially with Sam Raimi directing and like him like, directing Evil Dead, like I'm like I'm ready for just like whatever they have to throw at us. So it's gonna be really interesting. It's gonna be fun. You speak of Evil Dead. If you if you you'll not just do us a favor, but we actually if you'll scroll back in our episodes to our month of October episodes, we have mm-hmm. a sit down about Evil Dead with a friend of ours who worked on the project. Uh, you should go. Yeah, the original one, the original Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. He worked on the project, so Woo! you should go back and check that episode out. He had a lot of insight. Yeah, we Woo! live very close to where they filmed yeah. all the Evil Dead. You're kidding. You're lying. <laughs> by a couple, couple miles, we yeah. can drive by it. You know, Y'all are lying. Y'all are kidding. No. <laughs> That's, come, in, come into town sometime, and we'll take you on a tour of the Evil Dead site. Oh gosh, I literally I I when I watched that movie, when I watched Evil Dead, I um I was I was watching it and I paused it at maybe like in the middle of the movie and I was like, I don't know if I would have been able to be on the set because my gosh, jeez, this is so much, but it's crazy. And then also just watching the movie too and watching Evil Dead and being like, oh my gosh, if Sam Raimi brings some of this this horror, these horror elements into Doctor Strange. Bro, I don't oh yeah. So we'll just have to see, but definitely I'm gonna check out the episode. That's gonna be absolutely oh my god. Absolutely. His name's David Horton. He's actually in the credits of the movie. Uh he's been a friend of ours for years. Uh we've done theater with him up here uh off and on. He's a brilliant mind. And uh yeah, he just uh, you get the story of how he got involved with it, and there's some some Mm -hmm. stories from the set, how some things were done um so yeah uh you should definitely check that episode out i will oh my god congratulations to y'all that's amazing yeah it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun gary thank you so much for joining us we are just so thrilled that that you were willing to take the time to come on and talk to us about your experience on the set and um we're thrilled for you that that you got to live your dream out and hopefully there's a lot more to come and definitely, for sure, want to catch up with you again once the movie comes out. So we yeah. can talk in a little more detail. Yeah. yeah. Um, really, really looking forward to it. For sure. For sure. Thank you so much for having you guys. Thank you, guys. And please let us know uh, if any other dreams start coming true. Uh, you know, sure. if you get to start working on some other comic book film sets and other and even outside of comic book films. You know, we love things more than just comic books. Uh, so please let us know if uh, there's any other projects that come up uh, and and I, it really was very uplifting getting to talk to you and and yeah. hear about your dreams coming true 
It really was. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you guys. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions. Encore Theatrical Company. Tennessee Legend Distillery. And the Gatlinburg Brewing Company. 30 and Nerdy Podcast is a bad cast company production. Founder of the Council of Nerds. Survive the apocalypse by finding... 30 and Nerdy Podcast, along with other amazing shows at podchaser.com. Looking for more on the 30 and Nerdy Podcast? Check out the website, 30andnerdypodcast.com. There you'll find our directory. We're on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in between. To leave a voicemail, you can go to speakpipe.com slash 30andnerdypod. Or you can leave an email, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Until next time, nerd up or shut up. Cheers to you, nerds. upon a time there was a young lad who lived in a castle and then a dragon flew in and stood atop the castle and the boy called out to the dragon hello dragon please can we be friends because he had always dreamed of riding a dragon and he would be the notorious dragon prince who would fly across the lands, and those who saw him would be encouraged by the beautiful sight of the prince and the dragon. They were emboldened by him. And he had this fantasy of all these things, but sadly, alas, the dragon reached down and bit his head clean off. 
Your improv skills have come a long way. <laughs> you know you didn't have to say that, but you did. And I appreciate it. Because I've really worked hard. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs>